Welcome everyone to season three, episode one of the Voice of Reason podcast. Now, due to some technical difficulties that we had in the filming of this episode, there's going to be some clips that were cut out because of audio technical difficulties. And so we hope that you will enjoy episode one, which starts now. gentlemen welcome to the voice of reason season three here in our still our same digs but we have uh, me my name is andy van beber down there at the bottom of the screen is travis kirkendall and joining us the man the myth the legend and he's on technology robin anderson robin good evening Robin Anderson is a co-worker of mine who, how long have you been at Clopton now, Robin? So 17 or 18 years, <laughs> 17 or 18 years, um, Robin is uh, my, I don't know if the contemporary is the right word to use, but he is my counter counterpart. He is my counterpart in the junior high school. He has much more historical knowledge than I do. He is a walking, talking encyclopedia, and I, we... We, we have discussions every week. And by the way, Robin Anderson, one of our loyal listeners almost since day one. And uh, we want to thank him because he always, Robin always, usually after a couple days after he's watched the, the uh, podcast, he, he sends, he uh, usually watch on YouTube, right? Is that where you usually watch at? Yeah. And so Robin will, and then Robin sends me an email and then he, we have, and then we do a back and forth there for a while, and it's it's always it's always fun because I get a lot of insight that I wouldn't normally have got. But uh, he's joining us tonight. Um, yeah, you're cutting it out, but I got from what I heard there, you said uh, you said so you went to Quincy University for uh, you said your special ed degree, WIU for your WIU for history degree, master's degree in history and English. This guy's. This guy's more complicated. Yeah, it, your internet's not the best, but that's okay. We'll make it work tonight. The um, the uh, and you and you did you teach anywhere before? Did you teach anywhere before Clopton? He taught at Rawls County, our our good friends up to the north. But uh, no, uh, but uh, Robin has been. He and I have been teaching together. Like I said, for geez, it didn't seem like seventeen years. I'm not going to tell stories about Robin's cell phone and the fact that, you know, I, I started him out with his first cell phone, which was a flip phone, and I'll, but we'll leave that alone. Um, so, yeah, this weekend we did, uh, we, had, we had the old, uh, we're, in, we're in the home stretch of the track season. I had track meet last night, got one tomorrow night, and then next week, and then I get to go back to living on Easy Street and you know, doing the whole teacher thing. But 
you know the uh, the whole thing though that I want we're excited about episode one season three. I hope you guys just a little side note before we get into tonight's topic. I'm very I'm I'm going to have a proud dad moment right now. Our opening credit uh, was done by my son Bryson. Um, he has a very creative knack um, for. Uh, he's 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 self-taught on video editing and video promos and stuff like that, and I I am his first paying customer. So uh, if you like what you see, you know, give us a give us a holler and he can hook you up. Anderson, that requires technology, so don't worry about it. It's okay. So, but uh, no, anyway, we wanted to. So we have a lot of things to open up with this week. First of all, I want to thank all of our comments this week. Uh, we started posting, uh, I, I, and I will say this, and then we'll get into tonight's stuff. Um, we do now, We, if you see, if you watch the reels on Instagram and on Facebook, we started last week, uh, somebody, people have been giving me some advice on podcasts. Travis doesn't know this yet, or maybe he does, but uh, they say, put your reels out there, put your short, you know, 30-second blurbs out on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok and everything. Uh, between the three, between TikTok, Instagram, and um, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, we had over four thousand views between between the three of them. We got we did get some comments. Um, one gentleman, you know, when I talked about we talked uh, the the real last week was about uh, the whole uh, boycotting Bud Light and everything. And one of the comments was the guy said, uh, this guy looks like he doesn't boycott anything that deals with food. So I thank you for that. Yes, I realize I am fat. Thank you very much. I know that I have more chins. I know I have more chins than a Chinese telephone book. Thank you very much. I am quite aware of, of my weight issue. But anyway, well, I guess the hot news today, this last week, has been... Uh, we called this show tonight, we called it the end of the talking heads. You know, no more talking heads. And uh, when we, we looked at this uh, on yesterday, within, within, and I was looking at the timeline, within 30 minutes of each other, Don Lemons was cut free from um, CNN. But before that, Tucker Carlson was was let go of by Fox. And uh, you know we I, I've got here so the official the official the official statement from the official statement from uh, Fox is this. So here and I put it up here on screen. it says uh, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have get, agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor, Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 22nd. And I, we'll come back to that here in a second. But, you know, they said that his last show was Friday night. And I looked back at some of the YouTube video from Friday night. And I'll just go ahead and say it now. It didn't look like a guy who, thought, who was doing his last show. Because he wasn't doing a big send-off. And he wasn't doing, you know. So there was, there's, there's that statement. And then you have, and so then you cut over to what CNN says. So then CNN, not to be outdone, CNN has parted ways with longtime host Don Lemons. The announcement Monday came 
um, with ex, ex, uh, without explanation, astonished the media industry. And this is what C it says. CNN said Don will forever be a part of the CNN family. And we thank him for his contribution over the past 17 years. And then Don Lemon's response, which is also quite interesting, uh, when you when you look at it, it, Don Lemon's response was, "I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work." I have loved at the network. It is clear there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and blah, 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 blah. So you go on with all that. And then CNN, <laughs> CNN countered, and then they released this on Twitter. Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. So all of that being said... <laughs> We'll talk about the, the small mouse in the room about Don Lemons, and then we'll get into the bigger thing in the room about Tucker Carlson. Robin, when you watch, what, who, who do you go to? What's your, what's your usual news source? When you do news, who do you usually go with? And looking at various sources and figuring it out myself what, what's going on. Okay, now I've got Robin on audio. I just so I don't know who just texted me, but they just said they could hear me. Now everybody can hear you guys. That's great. Oh, the, I, <laughs> hey, it's the first mess up of the new year. It's the first mess up. But Robin just said, and well, I'll I'll clean all this up in the edit like I always do. But Robin had just said um, that we had that. So do when you read. So do you have a do you have a go to reading? resource that you know I just pick up different things here and there I you know put in a topic and see what pops up and you can tell that it's progress you know one way or the other politically so you know I, I try to figure you know find just more reasonably minded sources as I read so I don't you know just read time or I read Wall Street Journal just whatever Cat catches my fancy, but then I think about it, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe I need to look at this other topic too. Yeah, and mm. one of the things that so when I go, I, I, so I, I go between, I go between, um, I use Reuters. Um, I, I'm, I'm like Robin. I don't like watching satellite news network. Um. I get. I actually get more news from our from our group chat, Travis, than I do from anywhere else. And you, because we're always sharing stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're always sharing news. Uh, I like. I some Daily Mail. It depends on what kind of mood. Daily Mail is. I believe that's out of London, and they they have their they have their dog in the fight. Um, but Reuters and AP are usually where I get mine from because there is. I mean, there is that obvious bias so before we go too much more travis who, who what's your go-to on news i don't have a typical go-to um i think we've <clears throat> discussed this before but typically i become aware of stuff but just like seeing stuff on instagram or facebook and then what i'll do is i'll like oh that looks interesting and then kind of the same thing that um mr anderson does i, I go online and I just kind of google it and i'll typically i i, I do try to read uh, a CNN version or an NBC version, and then I do read a Fox News version. Yeah, I, I get the two extremes out of the way, and then I kind of read some more like independent sources, um, and that's kind of how I come to my conclusion on things. And like, 
kind of, like I said, try to figure out the whole situation as much as I can, right. go at it from all sides. Right. But and I we, don't have like a a same source all the time. But I I will use those two kind of like outliers just to kind of see what's getting thrown out there. Um. So our <laughs> <laughs> this is this was interesting on our so our our poll question this week is where do you go for news? And I, so <laughs> our choices were CNN, Fox, MSNBC, regular news network. One hundred percent. And we had twelve. We had twelve votes this week, which was down a little bit, but one hundred percent voted. Wait a minute. No, I'll, I'll come back. Oh, we did have others. I didn't see the other ones down here at the bottom. So we had. Okay, so we had Twitter. Your our buddy Reed Leak. To, so we had we had uh, oh, people added stuff. Yeah, uh, we had the internet. We had people who said one who said multiple sources, um, but the internet was the big winner. The internet was the big winner at sixty some odd sixty two percent, and then we had Twitter at ten, multiple sources at ten, and then the internet was at uh, I can't read the percentage there. Uh, oh, 50 per, oh, no, I'll go back. I got it wrong. But yeah, 50%. So 50%, 50% was the internet. So it was more for the internet. Yeah, 50% for the internet. Reed had, like, Reed was our Twitter guy, Two or 16%. I was right. I got it mixed up. Yeah. So the internet. Why do you think, why is this? I mean, we already know what the answer is. Robin, you've already alluded to it once already. When you watch, so if you go to CNN, let's just go ahead and let's call a duck a duck. What do we? What do you? If you if you tune into CNN, what's your, what's your overall view when you look at CNN? When you see CNN, what do you see? My view, yeah, it, it's the Democratic Party. It's a propaganda device, mm-hmm. you know. For and it's pretty much you know what you're going to get, and. It's and and that's fine if you are looking for someone to reaffirm your beliefs, <laughs> but if you're actually looking for news, it doesn't work. Well, not, it's going to be opposing guns, pro-abortion, and it's the direct opposite of Fox News. It's the two polar extremes. Travis, what's your take on on CNN? Uh, on CNN, yeah. I mean, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's. It's the polar opposite of the other side. When you so they're going to present an extreme case and vice versa. So when I see CNN, and so I want to bring the, I want to bring Don Lemon into this. So when you bring Don Lemon into this, so Don Lemon's Don Lemon was he was the counter to Tucker Carlson. Late. So this was up until what was it? It was it was uh, la, 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 la. it was six. Uh, I'm trying to find here. What was it? Six months ago that they moved him. So they moved him from late night. They moved him from his primetime spot and he wor- went to work at the morning show. Okay. Um, when, so it was all, a lot of the detail came out this morning about why Don Lemon was fired. Primarily was, he was very misogynistic. He was very uh, sexist. He was very, a lot of things that he said, but the the tipping point was basically in some on-air remarks that he made about uh, Nikki Haley, who used to be the um, our ambassador to the UN, and she's a Republican. She's running for president. She's actually governor of Ar- Arkansas or South Carolina. 
I'll Google it right South now. Carolina. So, uh, is it South Carolina? It's South Carolina. Yeah. And so he made a comment a couple of weeks ago when she announced that she was running, and he says that Re Nikki Haley was not in her prime. Now, Nikki Haley's 51 years. I'm 49, okay? Or I'm 48, okay? So, and I, I have no idea how old Don Lemon is, but he basically said, you know, that she was not in her prime, and he, he you know, he was, and he made... Uh, he made these comments about Nikki Haley, and he says, when a woman is considered to be in her prime is in her 20s and 30s and maybe her 40s. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Don Lemon. Good job, buddy. You know, and then, he, and then he goes on to say, then he goes to, and he turns to his two female co-hosts, and he says, I'm just saying what the facts are. Google it. And this was made in response to objections from his female co-hosts. Um, and then he, of course he does the typical, you know, Twitter, uh, I think it was this morning. He said, you know, his inartful and irre he apologizes for his inartful and irrelevant irre comments. Okay. And then, so, and then, and then of course CNN, the, the host yesterday morning, like, you know, we're going to miss Don Lemon, blah, blah, blah. But we're, you know, he contributed to us. But so that so that was that part of it, and I don't know. If we want to say anything more about this guy? I, I, you know, I, I, when I watch this guy, I, when I want to see what the talking heads are saying, I always compare. Those are my two guys that I compare. But during the election, that's who I compared. I, I, if I wanted, like you said, Robin, if I wanted one extreme, I went to Don Lemon to see what he said. If I want to see the other extreme, I go over and I see what. Tucker Carlson had said so so then that so that was Tucker so that and by the way and so I I, I he did not make any comment on on uh, Tucker Carlson's farting fire farting firing there you go <laughs> yes but so so now going on now to the Tucker Carlson <sighs> where, where 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 should we start here Travis, you, you this made... One, Go ahead, Travis. This one kind of surprised me. And I, I've read a couple articles on it. I'm still kind of getting read up on everything. but So I guess, I guess this has to do with the defamation, defamination case that De Fox... The defamation case, yeah. And there's, defamation case, and yeah. there's also another case, right, for uh, sexual harassment or something I thought I read. Or like there was allegations. Of allegations, like... yeah. there was that hasn't That hasn't come to the surface yet, but it's... Right. It, the, it's developing, yes. What shocked me about the Tucker thing, and maybe I don't fully understand it all yet, but this is just from what I've... The text that came out, and, like, why... So they, it says that they parted ways. I don't think it's officially come out and said that Fox News fired him or he quit. Have they, have they changed it, or is it still just they parted ways? They, the Yeah, the official statement was that they mutually agreed to to part ways. And what's I think what surprised me most about the Tucker thing, and Tucker is seen as like like we were talking about the polar opposite of CNN, but then the the text messages that came out shows that he was actually against a lot of the stuff that Fox News yeah. was pushing with, in yeah. regards to election fraud, in regards to uh, I mean he wasn't a fan of Trump at all. I, but I've got I didn't I have know that I have 
So this list I have, I have about, I've got, I've got about three pages just worth of his, they haven't, and this isn't all of the text either. No, it's not. They haven't released it all. They haven't released it all, but this is just what they've released. So just to bring people up to speed, you know, 700, this was a, so the settlement was last week, right? I believe so. $787.5 million in defamation from the Dominion voting system. Okay. Now there's still another. Um, there's another one, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's, so there's a second, there's a secondary. So there's a secondary lawsuit that's going on right now. Um, let me just read just a couple of quotes and then I want to get some, some response from you, Robin. Um, so the election lies, uh, this was, uh, talking about Sidney Powell, who is an attorney representing Trump. This is a text that, that Tucker Carlson said to sent to Sidney Powell, who was one of these attorneys. He said, one of the texts said, you keep telling our viewers that millions of votes were changed by the software. I hope you will prove that very soon. You've convinced them that Trump will win. If you don't have conclusive evidence of fraud at that scale, it's a cruel and reckless thing to keep saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you go on to um, the news election coverage. If you guys don't remember, on, on election night, they called, it, they called Arizona early. Mm -hmm. They called Arizona early. Our fearless leader's coming into the room here. Um, so he, they, called the, they called it early. And... It said that Fox viewers were outraged, and he said, and so this was to his to the Fox executives. The Fox executives said, you know, he said to them, he, he said, we worked really hard to build what we have. Those explicative are destroying our credibility. It enrages me. So, Robin, when you hear something, when you hear something like this, what? What are you, what do you hear, what do you think when you, when you hear this? I mean, how much power is Tucker Carlson wielding when, I mean, think of how, how do you think, just give me your general overall thoughts here. Um, I think Fox News and Tucker kind of became a snowball effect for Trump and the conservative fraction of the party. Um, Tucker, his family, his dad is a unique individual, was like the director of Voice of America and was the president of, of a, yeah, and he was, um, I'm forgetting the company, but there was like uh, public broadcasting, but it was like the conservative version of it. He, he was the head of these kinds of things. So, so Tucker grew up in that kind of environment in which you just kind of voice your opinion and it's very conservative, and it's like my way or the highway. Um, and then comes CNN. He worked for CNN for a while with Crossfire. And the, it was a unique show in which you had liberals and, Dem and Republicans, you know, voicing their opinions in a fairly good way in that compare, compared to nowadays. And that's part of the reason why Tucker becomes famous. He then joins MSNBC, and 
there was a brief moment that they thought about putting him on Meet the Press, and it didn't happen. And then I don't know what happened with MSNBC, but then he winds up with Fox. And he's not crazy conservative at first. And then when Trump come, emerges, he kind of kisses his butt, and they kind of, like, come together. And all of this ideology that Trump spouts, at some level, he's spouting something similar. And Fox, the company, whatever the decision-making is happening in the newsroom, goes along with all of it. And Tucker becomes the biggest voice for that. Rather, he believes it or not is another story because Tucker's got some other stuff that doesn't make sense. Like last year, he actually spoke at a Hell's Angels funeral. And the Hell's Angels and conservatism oh don't go God. together. So, I mean, he's not nearly as whacked out as my, people might think, oh but he God. definitely gives that impression. Well, um, can, I, can I add one thing? I, I had ahead, a conversation man. with a coworker about this, and we kind of came up with a theory of what we think this is. Um, I think it just showed me, and I'm suspicious of, is that Tucker was simply Tucker wasn't on there voicing his personal views per se. Tucker was playing a character in a, a spokesperson yes. for wow. a large corporation pushing a narrative. That's my conclusion that I kind of came up with after reading those text messages. And it reminded me a lot of the Brian Williams exit with the oh, MSNBC. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. we, for the longest time, and I thought for sure Brian Williams was like this hardcore Democrat or, and he comes out and says he's an institutionalist and they're, they're trying to burn the whole place down. Like it just, just kind of, it, it reminded me a lot of that in a sense. And I was, I don't know. Those text messages just really surprised me. Yeah, and you, I, yeah, and you, you brought that up. That that was I. I had forgot about that. I had forgot about that one, uh, Travis, about Brian Williams because Brian Williams had. It's fall, a wild exit. Yeah, and, and he gave he he was a pathological liar, but here comes and here so Tucker Carlson, so in his book some of the thing and I think some of the things that. Tucker Carlson had mentioned in his book, and if you read, I think it was Sean, you might have shared something with us about Tucker Carlson's book. Or was it you, the one who was talking about how he said how you should sun your testicles or something like that, and all that crap? That was that, who was it that said that? We had, that had came up during one of our that had come up during one of our group chats, and just I mean, he was very. I mean, I was like, are you are you hearing yourself talk? I mean, you. This isn't people. This isn't normal people talking. So, but hello to our hello to our fearless leader, by the way, Sean Phillips. There, live and in person. There. Hello. Yes, I uh, apologize. The, the the rat race of Los Angeles is crazy. I had to fight off a bunch of uh, you know homeless people that were trying to take my power because we have rolling blackouts out here out in LA. That's all my life is. Oh my. No, just just kidding. That is oh my that is God. what Tucker Carlson used to say about my great city when he had a fucking TV show, and now he doesn't. And so, <laughs> ha, 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 who's the real winner now? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, that was uh, um, the 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 media, and I know I'm I'm jumping into this conversation late, but the media, um, you know, roulette has been kind of crazy. Um, 
people are dropping like flies like it's an Alec Baldwin film. So it has actually been quite the past couple of days. You had um, Don Lemon, Lennon oh from God. CNN and, and Tucker are the big two. So, um, oh, my God. No, it is. Uh, oh. It's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm not so surprised uh, just with, you know, uh, Fox is a pretty penny. Have you guys gotten into the Dominion Blackpool situation yet? We've talked, talked a little. We've we've touched on it we'll a talk little. Talk a little bit about it. But I mean, cool. Yeah. Everything. Everything that Tucker Carl. I mean, and I didn't. And Robin, thank you for it because I didn't know a lot about. I didn't know Tucker Carlson's past. I mean, I no, didn't. I didn't either. That was interesting. That yeah. was. So I mean, was he was he let go from those other networks or was he passed around or how did that? I mean, did he just leave on his own accord or how was that? I think he was. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, CNN and him had a falling out. Um, I forget which comedian came on, and there was a moment in which it didn't go well. But I think also at the same time, he got a bigger paycheck. So he winds up with the NBC organization, and of course, that's where he starts really getting his conservative talk developing. So then Fox picks him up. But he's still not the guy who says M&Ms should actually, you know, be banned or anything. He, he has some sense to him. And then comes everything else by 2016. Well, and, and, that, and that's when I think that he really gained a lot of his, I mean, I don't know if I want to say street credit, his credibility with the right. That's when he got his credibility with the right. Was that you know, I was I was looking at one of his other you know because everybody was, everybody was getting mad, when in 2020, I mean some let me scroll down here. Um, he said we worked really hard to build where we what we have. Those bunch are just, I said this one already, but he goes on to say, do the executives understand how much trust and credibility we've lost with our audience? We're playing with fire for real. That blew that statement blew my mind from him. Okay, but so but now so let's look at the damage. Let's look at the damage of what this has done. So when you when you look at when you look at what Fox News the monster Fox News has created, and again we do have a lot of conservative friends who listen to the show, but. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call a duck a duck here. I said this earlier. But you've created this base now on the right and I don't even think I don't, I'm not even go so far as to say it was ra- it's radicalized. I'm going to say that it's a group of people who are who honestly believe that they're getting, you know, nothing but the truth. Fox wouldn't lie to us. You're getting Would you call it what um what what Joe Biden said it in his presidential uh 2024 um re-election run where he called him ma- 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 mega extremist it took him a couple minutes to get to it buddy yes mega yes extremist. i you know i yes there is there is a part of me there is a part of me that wants that my i i love my father my father is 89 years old actually he just turned he just my father just my father just turned 89 years old and my stepmother, who is 87, 100%, I mean, their, their satellite is set on Fox. Dad, I mean, you go to the house, 
And my dad, my dad, to quote Christmas Vacation, my dad could not hear a cement truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. And so he's got that, he's got that TV on full blast on Fox. You can hear it whenever you call him. I mean, you can hear it blaring. And I knew not to call too late in the evening because that's Tucker Carlson time. And I'm just like, so now, <laughs> well, yeah, but you, you just this yeah. this guy was to them was establishing gospel truth. And I have, I don't, I try to stay away from on my social media. I try to stay away from politics pretty much on my social media as much as I can, because I don't, but I'm, I'm wondering what, I'm wondering what the, the, the right extremists are saying right now is like, it's a conspiracy theory or something like that. Or if it's just well, right now, they're, they're mostly, they're mostly just mad that Morgan Wallen canceled a bunch of concerts on them. But yeah. for the most part, it's uh it, it's a lot of them are saying like from what I have gathered from the last couple of days and what we already knew this, that a lot of the right wing extremists, you know, their, their level of um, their holiness starts with the Don Tucker Carlson than Jesus Christ himself. So right. that's right. kind of like the you're, pecking and, order of religion for a lot of these guys. And you're not, and you're, so, and you're not, you're not stretching. I mean, that's not a stretch at all. That's no. not a stretch at all. And, um, and so for a lot of them, what I have seen, it's actually funny because I, it's funny how when, when you give individuals a platform, you just let them go, hey, I'm going to let both sides of the coin talk about it. It's so funny because I have seen so many comparisons to Joe Rogan, the last, you know, 12 hours of people being like, Tucker Carlson's going to be bigger than Joe Rogan. Like he's he's gonna his podcast because he's not gonna go to another network. His podcast is gonna be bigger than Rogan. That's that is all I have seen for the last so he last is, day and a half. So he is gonna do a, he is gonna do a podcast. I, I don't know. I, I I it would make it would make sense because you know if he got fired by Fox, I don't know what other like CNN's not gonna hire him. Mm-mm. Maybe MSNBC, but I doubt it. Um, so I think that his. Uh, you know, if it's not BuzzFeed, it's it's going to be a podcast. Well, so. Right, and and but and we saw I saw we saw earlier this week that uh, BuzzFeed's um, news section is going to go back by the wayside. So they're correct, and they're and they're and they're and so you know, and it is going to be so sad to see the BuzzFeed News Network go because where else am I going to read news articles on how to sexually satisfy the ghost in your grandma's closet? So. <laughs> God. There's a reason why that you are, piece of shit organization. Man, you you man, you must have had a bad afternoon in in Los Angeles. You're you're, you're full you're you're at full force today, buddy. I'm telling you. The other thing, um, before we depart this, because I did bring Robin on for another brief, some other topic that I wanted to talk <clears throat> about real briefly. But um, moving forward, so moving forward, what what do you guys what do you guys, Robin? I'll start with you. If you are who who are you going to fill in that void, or, or are they? Do you think that that's this is a wake up call that CNN and Fox both got that they need to stop manipulating the news and just start telling the news? What's your thoughts on that? The news has always been manipulated by different people. You know, throughout history, people have used the news. So, you know, it's a nice thought that things are going to change. Maybe um, I I'm cynical. I think. You know, given time, different politicians will come around, different movements 
and therefore there will be another person who will parrot different ideology. Um, it, it makes them a lot of money. Travis, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it's an attempt from both sides to kind of clean house for potentially, you know, this new election season coming up. Um, there's going to be a lot of more, um, a lot more news going to start circulating. And, um, I think it's just simply a matter of they're going to find people that agree with the message that they're promoting and they're going to find someone to sell it better. Sean, anything else? You must be correcting jam right now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Um, yes, I, I think, um, genuinely as nasty as this last election cycle was, I think it is going to look like child's play. Um, really? compared to what this next one is, is going to be. Um, so in, in my opinion, I think that both sides, um, while cutting costs, are also in the hunt for individuals that are going to fit their narrative the best. Um, as, as news networks have kind of has always done, now it's just like, whereas before, um, you know, people could have that argument like, well, my, you know, this, this one's not so bad or this one's not so bad. Cause I used to, I genuinely used to feel that way about CNN. Um, I, I, CNN was the one that I actually really liked to get my news from because I felt like they had the most consistent, um, kind of both sides of the, of the coin kind of news, at least from the shows that I would watch because, um, I was talking to someone out here actually that, that has done a ton of news media and it's not so much the daily, like, you know, not the morning news. It's not the newscasters that we're seeing that are the extremely skewed, uh, you know, with, with a lot of the views. Typically, even on Fox, even on CNN, you know, if you, if you turn it on in the morning and you're getting your local news from there, it's not so bad. It's the talk shows. It's, it's mm. the different kind of hosts that they have um, that are really you know, causing a lot of, of, of this. So I think as this new election cycle gets, you know, going, we are, I, I, again, I do think, um, guys like Don and Tucker are going to be on independent platforms and they will have a massive following and they will be very nasty and they'll be very vile. Um, but I think that the news networks are going to have a new group um, that is kind of like whoever is pressing the switchboard in the back says, you say it like this. They don't have to worry about your Tuckers, your Dons biting back against it. They are going to get actual puppets to sit up there right. Um, right. And, and do it. I mean, because it's at the end of the day, it's for money. Like, I, I can't bash it. It's just it sucks that that's what we have to absorb. Well, and the other thing that I, and I, I, I found this, I don't know. I know it wasn't planned. But so on my on my uh, I, I I stream all my TV through my Fire Stick, and on uh, I get the Epics channel. It's kind of like a knockoff of Showtime and everything, but they show just great movies on there. And this week start and it actually started on Sunday before all this came out. And you know these these movie channels have a loop of the movies that they play over. They've been playing Anchorman two. And they <laughs> and I thought it was quite ironic because if you haven't watched Anchorman two. I mean, and it and it it Anchorman too. I mean, it's it's obviously a, you know it's satire and everything, but I mean, it basically mocks the whole twenty four hour news cycle thing, 
and how, you know, and Ron, you know, and there's this part in the movie where, you know, Ron, they start, you know, when you first watched it, you know, there's, it's, when Ron's there going, man, this is a police chase. Look at this, you know. I mean, that's what it, that's kind of what it was before, but now it's turned into this whole, you know, what it is today. And so, I mean, I think um, where I'm with you guys, where we're going is I, I, I hope 2024 is going to play nice. You know, Joe Biden did announce today, officially he's in the race. So at last count, I believe we have four Republicans and two Democrats in right now. So uh, did you, the two Democrats, do you see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes. going to challenge Biden? Yes, that that is not that. So it's going to be three Democrats here before long. And that'll be and I think that I mean, what within the last what was there was some stuff. Wasn't there, Robin, that some more stuff came out in the last couple of years about the government's involvement with Kennedy's the Kennedys and what was went on? Was there something? Did I imagine that or was no, there? They were, I they I'm they were like, I'm not sure about the Kennedys. I'm thinking about Malcolm X and its connection with some government stuff. Okay. Tra Travis, what were you saying? I thought that they had released some like classified documents I didn't, regarding this. Yeah, I never yeah, did. I, I actually I didn't see wasn't there any like of connections the paperwork. with the CIA. Didn't they wasn't there connections with CIA? They no, that's I that's seen the paperwork either. I saw I, I didn't heard on see, um I didn't read any articles, but I did see a like post that someone put that was like are we all just going to casually ignore that six days ago the CIA admitted to like the assassination <laughs> of JFK? Like that, yeah. and I was like, what? I haven't read any of that either. Yeah. That that's a, that'll be a topic, that'll be a topic for a future show. But uh, yeah, I was well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I, one of the other reasons we got about fifteen minutes left, <laughs> and I did invite Robin on for another. Robin, as one, like I said, as one of our loyal listeners, did. Uh, is it fair? Is it fair to say, Robin, that you are a Star Wars aficionado? <laughs> I grew up in the 1980s, and you had your Star Wars and your Masters of the Universe, all the fantasy That's stuff. That's right. So, you know, as a kid growing up, I loved it. And today, you know, I'm a grown man with two teenage boys. I, I can't keep up with all the streaming, and I don't know how, how much quality there is. I know some people will say Mandalorian is fantastic. I know season three's been, you know, and I can read about it briefly, but I don't have time to watch hour upon hour upon hour upon hour. And it seems like Disney is just losing its way for quality. So I vented about that in an email to V a few days ago, or a week ago. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, and Disney Disney is just a bigger bigger entity. It's the biggest one. They're all doing it because you got to fill the streaming with product. So you make tons of product, but is it any really good stuff there? Well, we, so I'm just complaining. We had this comment, and we talked about this. It was I don't know if it was season one or season two. Sean, you had mentioned like Netflix. They've pretty much set up shop. Did you say it was in Arizona? Their production, their production facility, Sean, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, Albuquerque, and so they they have pretty much, and they've all of these streets. So you have you have Disney, Netflix, now HBO Max and Discovery are going in together. 
Um, and yeah, and with Disney, so to me, I still think. I mean, there's a lot of people who say there's there's good streaming, there's good quality, but you know, I am I am a I'm not I'm not a big I, I love Star Wars. I'm not as I'm not I'm, I'm being totally honest when I say this. Uh, Robin and I are on two different levels because I remember a trivia contest we had about four years ago where Robin just flat out destroyed me in in Star Wars trivia. But you know there is some of the stuff that if and it's, and it's the same thing with Marvel. It's the same thing with Marvel and Star Wars. And Robin and I talked about this this afternoon. And with Marvel, you've got to it's it's kind of the same thing. If you're not keeping up with the streaming series, to some people, the movies don't make sense whatsoever. And I was afraid of this after Infinity War and all that came out, that it was going to go, people were going to start getting lost. And I, you know, the the reviews for the last, let's see, we've had, we've had uh, Shung, the Shang-Chi, we've had, uh, Multiverse of Madness, the Eternals, the oh god, the Eternals, which was god awful. There was another one, um, a vampire, the Marvel vampire movie. I can't think of that one right now. Uh, Morbius, Morbius, that was awful. <laughs> and you and and so now, and now you have the and then with within this they have you've had the what ifs on on Disney you've had the what if series which was was I thought was entertaining you had you've had Hawkeye you've had uh, WandaVision you had and I mean is 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 this the new wave and I'm gonna divert this to Sean since you're our Hollywood guy is this is this the new way of how people are going to to gain is this the streaming strategy's way of gaining more viewers or is it or do you think this is going to lose more viewers or what's the idea behind this sean um so it's one of those things that's kind of a um a two-sided coin it's it's tough for the industry right now in a couple of different aspects so what is one of the first thing that people always complain about with so many of these streaming services is two things one that there's too many of them and that they are too expensive. Hold on, I'm going to mute because I have to sneeze. Hachu. Gesundheit, <laughs> Gesundheit. He must be having one one heck of a sneeze there. Okay, sorry about that. That's um, all right. So if you think about it, people complain like they're too expensive and there's too many of them. Um, but here's the deal. People are also talking about how expensive that it is to go to a movie theater because to go to a movie theater, and I get that because we did um, the girls and I, for three of us with my military discount, to go see the new Super Mario Brothers movie with three tickets and um, the popcorn, hot dogs, drinks, nachos to, to do it like, you know, yeah, we. Did it big, but same thing. Like if it was a family of five, it would have been about the same. Uh, it was just under a hundred bucks. So Oof. it is God. not cheap to do these things anymore. However, it is really difficult for these companies to be making money on the streaming services. Because um, you got to think if if people are wanting quality, right? If like for example, people were kind of complaining about. Um, 
some of the CGI in like some of these shows. Like, but but the thing is, if they are producing, you know, a bunch of different shows. So Disney, for example, if they're producing two Marvel TV shows and two Star Wars TV shows a year, that is, if they want it to be good, each show is probably going for a full season of those shows is probably going to cost anywhere between a hundred and one hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, for some of the shows that are not like, you know, um, crazy, like, like, for example, like the Hawkeye show might not, you know, that doesn't need as much CGI as a Star Wars show does, for example. But when you have all these things and if people aren't going to theaters, which I think theaters are going to make a comeback. Um, I and, and the reason why I say that is because if these networks, if people aren't putting stuff in theaters, they're not making money. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just, they, they don't generate. I think, I think what happened was during the pandemic, people just kind of had to put stuff on streamers like, Oh, okay. There's money to be here. But then when it came to some of these big, big blockbusters that cost companies $300 million to make, you can't just put that on streaming. Um, so, so I think theaters took a hit for a while, but I think that studios are going to kind of force people into the theater. And by, by that, I mean, like, for a while we had it where if a movie came out and theaters, typically you could get it on streaming within a month, within two months. Mm-hmm. I think that's done. I think we are going to go back to where movies would come out. And, and this is big movies, for example. Movies are going to come out, and then you might have to wait three or four months before you have the availability to get it back on streaming um, or to buy it on DVD. And so, I, uh, I I just think uh, it's because these studios are, are hurting. And one thing that like people aren't really talking about, um, we're about to have a, the biggest writer strike in a long, long time. So there is a very good chance that a lot of these shows that we have been accustomed to and movies that we have been accustomed to, if this writer strike doesn't get itself fixed quick, um, there's going to be an awkward gap where there's a, a period where a lot of these shows and stuff that we're expecting are not going to come out if this strike isn't resolved quick. Wow. Well, I, I was going to mention, you said something about the theaters making money. So my wife was telling me about an article she read with Ant-Man and Wasp in Quantumania. Uh, it did not do it. Did, it did not anticipate. They did not make what Marvel was anticipating that it was going to make. And so, what Disney is planning on doing, they were going to release it. They were going to release Ant Man, and, and they were going to release that. I believe it was May the eighteenth. And now, they're going to do the same thing that they did with uh, with uh, uh, Black Widow. When they during COVID, when they yeah, released, release it for a premium twenty bucks, the, yeah, the premium, and they're going to do that. They're going to do that with Ant Man and Wasp, and to try to, re, I was like, they they want to make money, but I, you know, I go back to, and I want to kind of focus back on this and get this kind of get Robin's more take on this. You mentioned CGI and how that that's where your money is at, Robin, and we can we you and I can talk about this because we because we've probably watched the this, the special sections on how they. When you look at the original episode three, four, and or no, four, five, and six of Star Wars, when they first okay, this is you're talking was it 1979? Was that Star? Was that uh, New Hope? Star Wars was like 1977. Okay, so when you look at 
they actually built, uh, maybe you can tell this better than I can, Robin, but I mean, they actually built like scale models of the surface of the Death Star and stuff like that. I mean, is that how they, what all went into that? Uh, I don't know all the details, but I mean, everything, you know, special effects was limited. So, Oh, you're breaking up on us again, Robin. Had to be made. So they, you know, you had your models, you had your puppets, you had your scenery. You know, it's kind of like the 1970s version of Cleopatra. Cleopatra being the most expensive movie around in the 1960s. Gone with the wind. This is a low-budget sci-fi western. It's not supposed to make any money, and they do everything by hand. And it works. And it. It's kind of looking at modern day sci-fi standards, but it's kind of nice. It's 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 innocent. It's nostalgic. So stuff now it seems like it's perfect, and it's like ah, I don't know. Well, and, and, and then they have to rehash everything. I saw Neo and R two D two are coming back for a new droid series in a few years. It's no. like, do we have to do that? No. It's just recycling all of this frustrates me. Well, and that's and that's that's a lot of it. So you did break up a little bit there, but yeah, but what Robin was saying there, you know, it was a lot of the models. When they, they would run, like, for you Star Wars nerds like me and, and Robin, like, if you look at the original Star Wars movie, when they did the, they, towards the end, they're doing the bombing run on the Death Star and they're going down in this trench. They actually built, and I think it was like 20-some-odd feet long of this. It was, I mean, it was the surface of the Death Star. And they get a, and this is back with the, I don't know what, what the millimeter, Sean, you know more about this kind of stuff than I do, but I mean, the old the old, the old, old movie cameras that they used to use, and they they had it on a, like it was like on a, almost like a zip line kind of thing where they just, they took it over this trench and they could rock it back and forth like the motion because even back then, post-editing was, I mean, it was pretty much done literally, you know, clipping and doing all this other stuff. And now, everything, you, like you said, Robin, I mean, do we have to revisit this? And, and maybe, Sean, you're the guy to answer this. Is there, do you, as an actor and as a producer, Sean, do you feel that there's a lack of originality are we seeing a lack of originality coming out of Hollywood now? No, but also, uh, and I'll tell you why, but Travis, I want your opinion on something. Which, not based on story, not based on anything like that, but what films do you think looked more visually appealing? The Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit trilogy? The Lord of the Rings, 100%. Yeah, and it's not even close because... The Lord of the Rings used actual models, actual live scale, people with makeup, doing this, that, or the other. And then they went to live locations. They filmed um, versus the, the Hobbit trilogy was filmed um, in a green screen room. Like, that's just, that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and, and here's the thing. I, I might be in the minority on this one, but um, I actually love it when companies and and when they remake stuff 
I oh. I love it. So like people have been uh, bitching about you know the the new Harry Potter television series that's yep. going to come out where each um, book will get its own series yep. or season. I love that. I I love it. Um, <laughs> Look at Robin. <laughs> Robin. I I understand because here's again my Mine. take on it is I know how much I enjoy the classics. I I love the classics and will always enjoy them. Um, but I think that. Like, uh, for a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, if they do this, they ruin the old one for me. I've never, I, me personally, I've never dealt with that. The thing is, with with Hollywood, um, you know, people talk about, like, oh, there's not, you know, there's nothing original. There's nothing like this. And there's 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 some truth to that, but also there's not. Because there's more independent film studios than ever before. Mm -hmm. There is more original content being made than ever before. Um, some of the best uh, directors in the world, two, two right now, um, uh, Robert Eggerts and um, Ari Aster, are incredible filmmakers who make amazing films with super low budgets. And um, they're always, they're original. Um, that's why I... I have, I'm a big fan of A24 films because they are yeah. typically independent kind of style films. There's a ton of them. Now, they're just making what, – what Hollywood's making right now is what's popular. But, but that's the thing too is like we might complain like, oh, there's just too much – there's too much superhero stuff. There's too much superhero stuff. You got to understand Hollywood's been around for 100 years, and for about 80 of those years, we weren't getting um, – we weren't getting superhero content like we got, you know, if you go back, like, yes, there was a Superman television show, um, but there wasn't the Avengers. We had the Batman movies like back in the day with um, Michael George, Keaton, George Clint Eastwood Clooney, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. not Clint Eastwood, George Clooney. Yeah. A Clint Eastwood Batman film would, would have been amazing. <laughs> um, but we we. That is just what's popular now, and the, the thing about it is a lot of it is original. I mean, they're they're using source material that's 70 years old in some cases. Um, it's just there's a lot of it. And, um, you know, the same thing is, uh, you know, I'll say it with, like, Star Wars. You know, so, uh, for some, it's, it's oversaturated, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's popular, and because... We do have because this is a thing that was really interesting to me. I I saw a lot of people in their late twenties, the forties, complaining that the Mario movie was too childish. And I wanted to remind them, like, I understand nostalgia, but when you liked Mario, when you really first found Mario, you weren't thirty; you were a child. And that is who things like Mario is made for. It's the same thing with, like, Pokemon. I love Pokemon. However, I don't expect HBO to come out with this rated R <laughs> sex and drug-filled Pokemon series where <laughs> Pikachu is zapping, you know, guys' balls to torture them because he needs some information out of them. That's just – that's not the shows that we're going to get. Yeah, it is. Um, that's what we need right there. Yeah, right. But the thing is, like – has anybody asked a 10 year old how they felt about the force awakens because the force awakens yeah. might have done to that 10 year old today that return of the Jedi did for us back in the day. 
you know, that's the thing is, yes, that nostalgia is there. And as we get older, as we grow, we want those things to grow with us. But like the book of Boba Fett people complained about because like it's too cartoonish. I'm like, well, yeah, because 10 to 13 year olds, you know, what did we like as, as kids? We liked the Power Rangers. I heard that comparison a lot. The book of Boba Fett is too much like the Power Rangers. It's cartoony. And it's like, well, yeah, it's it's a spaghetti Western for children. So like what you know, that's like. I, I think that's the hardest part is when something is really near and dear to us, we what want it to grow with us. Right. But it's from these company standpoints, like it was, you know, made for kids and teens back then. Like Star Wars, it was meant for the nerds of the 70s. Like that's who liked it. There it is right there. So there guess go, what? Anderson. The Star Wars, the Star Wars of today, who is it for? The nerds of the 2020s. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and when people are like, why is Lizzo and why is everybody a lesbian? Like, well, guess what? Like the younger generation, that is the stuff that interests them. Like it's not, they're not just trying to force diversity down our throat. They are trying to resonate with the youth because that's who the program is made for. And, and that's, and I want to, we're kind of getting close to time here, but I, I want to, I want to, and maybe this will lead to a later discussion later on. I think, though, as they try to, you know, as they do that, though, there has to be that delicate balance to where, yes, we're trying to reach out to the youth, but you're also alienating the older crowds. And and I, I understand that within Hollywood, that's the delicate balance that they have to try to maintain. And it's way above my my pay grade. But uh, anyway, uh, great discussion this evening, gentlemen. Uh, Robin, I know I'm keeping you up past your bedtime. But uh, it is. <laughs> we, we, we do apologize for the beginning. We do apologize for the beginning of the show. For those of you who, who struggled through that, and I once again forgot to turn the audio up for the other guys, and all they heard was me for the first five minutes. I apologize for that. And that's, but hey, that's why we're on the air, and you know, we don't have a production crew and all that other stuff. Uh, gentlemen, anything else we want to say before we end up tonight? Nothing for me. And, and thanks, guys. Sorry, I know I, I had to, you know, the 30 minutes that I missed, I had to make up for it in my, my spewing. So I no, appreciate that's good. That's good. Robin, we do want to thank you for uh, being on. We would love to have you on again sometime. And, uh, and uh, but uh, for all the boys, um, I think I, I'll say, I'll use Sean's line, be a friend, tell a friend. Um, and share, like, share, subscribe. We and look for our reels on Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'll be out there. Um, but please don't try to slam me again about my all my fatness and everything, you know. But other than that, thanks, guys, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>